Sports Minutes with Elliot Danker and Ziaul Roshan. You can't win anything with kids. There's the delivery. They make fun of us last year, right? So I make fun of them this year. You set that up very, very well. But take nothing away. Liverpool are League Cup winners in 2024. And what a way to win it, right? Wow. I mean, you started us off with that quote, that famous quote for 20 years that Alan Hansen is still paying for. You can't win anything with kids. No, no, no. That's not true. Liverpool certainly showed the way. Yeah, Liverpool are the latest, I dare say, academy team to go out and win something with kids, debunking their old legend, Alan Hansen. It was poetic justice almost because I feel... Liverpool's squad were decimated, absolutely decimated going into this one. When they made the substitutions, as we'll hear from Jurgen Klopp in a short while, it felt like they almost were playing for penalties or, you know, just hoping on something. They were holding on. But the kids did really, really well. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll tell you what, let's, let's get all of that out of the way. Let's uh, hear from uh, Jurgen Klopp post-match. Absolutely insane. These things are not possible. A team, a, a, a squad... <laughs> An academy full of character. It's unbelievable what happened here tonight. I'm so, I'm so, I, I don't feel that often. I'm so proud that I, that I could be part of that tonight. Wow. How we played. We, uh, the crazy stuff, we deserve it. We deserve it. Yes, we had lucky moments. They had lucky moments. That's fine. It was a tough game. I'm pretty sure when we brought on all the kids, the people are thinking, okay, that's it now. They gave up. They have a, a game on Wednesday. It was really not the case. We really thought we need fresh legs. And the fresh legs were fresh, but very young. It's not only them. It's like, how got Harvey Elliott to release 120 minutes? What, what an effort. How all the guys who... What Daru Endo. Oh, my God. He walked through the, for the ceremony like the stiffest legs I ever saw. So, yeah, we have to see what the, what's the prices we pay for this game today. But... Um, you cannot do it differently. You are in the final, you fight with all you have, and then you have a look who is ready for the next game. It's obviously around the corner, which is really crazy, but uh, yeah, somehow there will be a team in a Liverpool shirt. So this is the thing, right? It's one thing to say that they they won with a lot of kids, but let's not take anything away from the more experienced players that were there. Luis Diaz, for example, running until his legs can't run anymore. You know, at the end of it, you you, you saw as well uh, a Virgil van Dijk, a true leader at the back. Yeah, it was a combination of both. I correct, know the kids correct. are getting the headlines, and rightfully so, but I think Jürgen Klopp almost got that mix yeah. spot on. Yeah. When he did refresh the squad through the game, bringing on the youngsters, the spine remained the same. And I think he already told the players, the Virgil van Dijks, the Endos, the Diaz's, as you pointed out, before the game, you guys need to give me 90 minutes, 120 minutes, whatever it is, because you are the scaffolding for the kids to come out and put on that vigour. And I think that's where he got it spot on. And I must say, Jürgen Klopp, 
before he sends on each substitute, he goes through this ritual of giving them that top hug, right? Mm. That in itself galvanizes the boys, and they were not overawed by the occasion. Special shout out to the 80,000 fans yeah, in the stadium. Yeah. All the way in Singapore, on my couch, we could hear them serenading the team. Ale, 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 you'll never walk alone. And yeah. really giving the energy to the boys, and the circumstances of them winning it was brilliant with Virgil van Dijk stepping up to score the goal. This, this is a lesson in management, mm. and I think in any aspect, you know, whether it's corporate or sports or whatever, this is a huge, huge lesson because this is a lesson of how a boss trusts youngsters, depends on older leaders, not outright the captains. Uh, Luis Diaz is not a captain, but but you see the amount of trust that he has spread out and trusting them to go get the job done, however long it takes. That's one aspect. The other aspect is also, again, another lesson in management where Maurizio Pochentino post-match talking about how they were hoping for penalties. Mm. I'm sorry, Chelsea had a bunch of losers. It was a complete loser attitude. An expensively assembled squad, so many shots on target, but loser mentality, which caused them to lose this game against these young, fresh, never-say-die, willing to put it all on the line. And that's the key word there. 100%. I think to quote Gary Neville, he's calling this Chelsea team billion-pound bottle jobs, oh, right? Yeah, that's wow. exactly yeah. what it was. Yeah. And just going back to your point about Klopp, I agree, masterclass in management. Yeah. And I want to go back to a word which you have frequently used on this podcast as well, which is culture. Yeah. I think Jürgen Klopp yeah. has set that culture yeah. since he walked through the door it's nine true. years. And this yeah. is a culmination of that culture seeping through not just the first team, but the academy, the backroom staff, the fans. And it's testament to what a good leader can do. And I know it pains me to say this, but everyone wants Jürgen Klopp to have this fond farewell, right? I think as a chapter one to win the Carabao Cup, yes, we may mock it as the Mickey Mouse Cup, but it's a good opening stanza in terms of the forefronts they're fighting on. Okay, I I know I make fun of with the Mickey Mouse song, (laughs) but, but let's be honest. When you win it in the circumstances that you do, when you're willing to put an inexperienced team and show everyone that I can find a balance and play basic football, which is attack, enjoy, Mm. celebrate, Mm. and defend. Uh, What was the word he used? Uh, 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 Play like boys, defend like men. Mm. Mm. And when you can do that, you've shown that you are truly a top-class, I'm sorry, world-class manager because you work with what you've got and you produce winning results. Exactly. You're not whining and say, oh, I, I didn't have enough, uh, not enough support, I didn't have this, I didn't have that. You know what I mean? We'll we'll get to the whining <laughs> manager in a short while, oh I believe. My God. We'll speak about Eric Ten Hag in a short while. But final word on Klopp. I know a lot is being said of this Liverpool 2.0 yep, yep, that he's yep. creating with McAllister Endo coming to midfield. I almost feel it's being lost, the amount of youngsters he's bringing through as well. Yeah. Because if it is Xabi Alonso who eventually takes that job, what a squad he's walking into, right? I mean, you just look at Chelsea. Pochettino walked in with all the riches, all these talented players, but he's not gelling them as a team. That's not entirely Pochettino's fault. But on the flip side, Jürgen Klopp has had the longevity to breed these boys through and he's reaping rewards for it. This is one thing I will say that Jürgen Klopp has done better than Sir Alex Ferguson because, I mean, and and this has been my honest opinion for years as much as I love the man, Ferguson left a team that was ageing, a team Mm. that was not, like, they're they're on their last legs to David Moyes. Moyes was naive, didn't see the need to rejuvenate the entire team. But Jurgen Klopp has. 
You know, he's brought in replacements. You've got your Diogo Jota, okay, injured aside. You've got Darwin Nunes. You've got Luis Diaz, who replaced Sadio Mane. You've got your your McAllister, Sabat's life. So he's actually built, and, and these are the big players, right? Let's not even talk about the youth. So he's built an infrastructure. It's just plug and play, to be honest. Exactly. So he's made the minor tweaks, but he's brought the personnel yeah. in, and the level has remained so, so high. And again, begrudgingly, I think he is doing the handover much better than oh, Sir Alex much, Ferguson yeah. did it in that sense. Because take in mind, it's not just Jürgen Klopp who's leaving. That whole upper hierarchy is up in the air as well. Yeah. So there's a lot doing. You have a gleam in your eye, I believe. You're going to say something quite uh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm actually sad. <laughs> no, but I, 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 I'm, no I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm sad because Liverpool won, but I'm sad that we have so many great examples of mm. good leadership, management, and... and, and putting a structure in place and sport is such a selfish thing mm. where people are just looking out for themselves and, and their excuses. And I think I just want to make that point that this is why I believe sport almost transcends just results and trophies, right? To your point, there is so much in terms of everyday life we can yeah. pick up from a sport in yeah. terms of man management, resilience and stuff like that. Speaking of resilience, Liverpool, the, the fun doesn't stop for them. They got games coming up. They play Southampton in the cup and... I think it's about two weeks away they play Manchester City, yeah. which I know they just got through a cup final yeah. on Sunday night. That's another cup final in their hopes of winning the league. So it's exciting times to be Jürgen a Liverpool Klopp, fan. Jürgen Klopp has taught us a lesson. Mm. Uh, so to the haters, uh, it's about time you start looking at the brighter side of things. Uh, to the believers, what a joy it must be for you to, uh, to enjoy this victory. Um, and, you know, look at the bigger picture. <laughs> he's, he's set the stage for, for more years of success. Whoever comes in, it's it's that person's to, to mess up. Yep, he sorted out the bigger picture in that sense and the reason we're harping on the bigger picture is our beloved Manchester United lost 2-1 to Fulham at the weekend, a 10th defeat of the season for Manchester United but Eric Ten Hag insists the bigger picture is alright, have a listen. Uh, so I'm not that opportune after, so if the one defeat, you have to see the bigger picture and the bigger picture uh, it looks very good, so yeah, we have to catch up uh, in in, in certain positions, so uh, get the injuries back, uh, because uh, then we will be more in balance, and then uh, that is one thing, and that will um, also strengthen the squad, and also to strengthen the squad are in the transfer windows, and you see that uh, there are um, uh, coming up many good players, and um, uh, real high potential players, so they will be uh, getting better and better. So definitely, we are in the right direction. And so when we have the place of the, the squad available, well, we have a very good team. Was he at the Etihad or at Old Trafford? <laughs> what picture is he talking about? I, I cannot understand. And if you picked up, that was him speaking in the press conference in the background. You can hear the reporters typing away furiously because he just walked into a landmine by saying that after a 10th defeat of a season. And this is the problem, right? Like, <laughs> okay, I get... <laughs> coming back to Jürgen Klopp. I get him talking about the win and the ball direction all those years ago, but he's always backed it up. Mm. Eric Ten Hag now, this entire season, has been saying things and been unable to back it up. Sure, crazy injury list. We can use that as an excuse, but it comes back down to the issue of, of identity. Marcus Rashford, I have not seen him play a one-two or come short. Everything he does, he does for himself. 
Uh, I'm going to use the word of the podcast again, culture. There's no culture that Eric <laughs> Ten Hag has. <laughs> it, it might well be. But I feel like, to your point, there's no identity, there's no culture. Ten Hag has tried to be a disciplinarian, tried yeah. to drop Marcus Rashford twice now yeah, during yeah, his yeah. tenure. The knee-jerk reaction from Marcus Rashford, i.e. the first game back from that scolding, is always good. And then it plateaus again. But overall, this Manchester United team just look lost, don't they? Yeah. Casemiro is, is losing his legs, speaking of looking lost. Okay, you put in the youngsters, it's all well and good, but my gosh, the, the lostness that I see. I, I mean, say what you like about the goalkeeper, uh, Andre Onana. I feel he's the only one that's not subscribing to a negative culture mm. because maybe it's, it is his personal culture, right? The kind of joyous uh, thing that we expect of a Cameroonian. Uh, he brings that at the back line. So, I don't know, man. It's just so toxic and negative. Exactly. Look, it's easy to come out on this uh, podcast and say Liverpool won something with the kids. Why don't Manchester United do the same? Why is there no identity? But I think it's not yeah. just about age anymore. It's yeah, yeah, about yeah. giving them a framework to come out and succeed. And I don't think... I I overstepping the mark when I say Manchester United have zero framework Correct. at the moment. Correct. I mean, if we both work under the same... Okay, let's not say, say... Okay, we both work in the same company, in the same position, with the same growth trajectory, under the same manager, or under different managers. Mm. You have one that builds culture, and I have one that just wants to grind results. The, re, the, the, the way we develop as humans will be so different, right? Exactly. And, and there's... The, the second one, where you think about culture and try to develop a person, you're actually looking at the bigger picture. Correct, correct. You're actually looking at longevity. And I don't think Eric Ten Hag at this point, I know he mentions transfers and all in that soundbite we played, but I'm seriously wondering if he'll be around to spend that Ineos money because as it stands, I don't think he deserves it. Julian Meigelsman is being touted. I'm excited. Uh, plenty have been touted. I, I, but I could I use think... a fashion guy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Look, the football needs to be fashionable to start with and that's all I hope for. At the moment, it's beggars belief what Manchester United are going through. Sports Minutes on Money FM 89.3.